1: We're talking again about body to, to, to one. and back, back again.
2: again. Hi, I'm Paul Mitzi. I'm Lucy Thomas. And I'm Brendan Levi. And we are the Swapcast Podcast. Every episode, we watch an entry in the body swap movie genre and break it down for you. This week, we are watching the 2000 science fiction film Exchange starring Stephen Baldwin and Carl McLaughlin, where in the future, a man's body is hijacked by a ruthless terrorist in a world where it's faster to travel by exchanging bodies with someone at the destination. As always, we love to hear from our listeners, so slide into our DMs on Insta, send us an email, or check us a review on iTunes so we can get to 100 reviews and do an episode on Face Off already.
1: I
0: feel like that's going to be the most like in sync that we've been in a long time yeah
2: <laughs> so yes we've finally been reunited we're we're in my living room for the first time in like over a year wow. so we made it yeah Yay!
3: <laughs> <laughs> and for what a movie <laughs> wouldn't it be ironic if because we don't have the vaccine here we all got covered and shared it, with each, shared it with each other now exchange killed the swapcast <laughs> podcast. that's darren
2: he's my personal trainer he puts my body through its paces once a week.
1: Josh, that's you in that buff body. And this is your trainer. Darren. You exchange with your trainer? Yeah, well, why should I bust my ass for good abs? Let him do it. I get more work done that way. This is very strange to me, okay? But it is your money, so if you want to flip from body to body, go ahead. Ask me. You're nuts.
2: Alright, so on to exchange. This film has some big selling points. Mainly, it was directed by Alan Moyle, the director of Empire Records, a film beloved by members of this podcast. It stars Carl McLaughlin, an actor I know you guys both really love from his work on Twin Peaks. And on top of that, it features a sci-fi premise that's full of possibilities. So why has Exchange mostly been forgotten, Lucy?
3: (laughs) I don't know why this movie exists even i don't i don't know i don't know what to say i have never seen anything like this in my life
2: (laughs) yeah i i have to say like the common complaints about the films that we choose for this podcast is like we're seeing the same movie
0: over and over and over
2: again (laughs) i don't think you can give that complaint to this film
0: all right it has some problems but at the start i was actually like oh i think this might be Something really fun and, and, and good. No, and- no, I felt
3: like I felt like it was radiating off of um, Kyle McLaughlin's whole performance. He's like, I, me, I, from David Lynch films, and in this movie, it <laughs> was like, please get let me get to the bit where we swap and I don't have to be in this piece of shit anymore. I, yeah, right. Hey. It was it, he. It was he was so bashful. It was fucked.
2: <laughs> Look.
3: I have to say,
2: yes, this movie is bad in some ways, (laughs) but I can't say I didn't have fun. Like, I enjoyed (laughs) watching this film.
3: Yeah, so, like, it's fun to watch in a room with your friends and laugh at it and then dissect why it's so bad. But if you put this up high on the list, (laughs) I'm going to kill you.
0: (laughs) I've got to say, like... I'm just so glad that we got to watch this together. There's nothing better than four or five sex scenes
1: (laughs) (laughs) with some close
2: friends, you know? (laughs) Sex scenes! And not even, like, mild sex scenes. These are, like, full-on soft-core porn sex scenes. But I
3: have never felt so, like, not... Aroused. It was disgusting.
0: (laughs) Unroused. (laughs) Unroused,
3: that's right. And it's not like they were having gross sex. Like, you know, they weren't like doing weird toe stuff or anything like that. Like, it was just... Horrible,
2: daylight. yeah. The, the director definitely didn't make it sexy, no. like he put they were like the sex scenes from the room, they were like yeah. the sex
3: scenes from the room, that were just horrible,
2: yeah. Yeah, this the sex scenes of the room, but if you put them to like upbeat, upbeat jazz music instead <laughs> of like sexy music, yeah,
3: and just uh, like no mood lighting, like full daylight <laughs> sex scene, like just horrible,
2: yeah. Uh, <laughs> And and the fact that they felt so like superfluous to the plot yep. as well is just like <laughs> we need one in here
1: now. Yeah, yeah there was
0: literally a, like a point in the movie where the love interest pushes away the protagonist because he's not in the right body, and it's like no, we can't do this. But then the Smash director was too? like, "Well, you're going to <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't have a choice in the matter here." <laughs> oh
3: my god. Um. So. I don't know if I'm skipping ahead, but I cannot wait to see you try to sum like sum this up in thirty What's seconds. What's the
2: plot? Yeah, because <laughs> as far as films that we've covered go, I think in terms of plotting, this is definitely one of the most complex, ambitious, absolutely complex
0: movies, and dumb at the same time. <laughs> and,
2: uh, I couldn't, I couldn't sum up Disney's Brother Bear in thirty seconds. I don't know how. The I fuck... don't think
0: if I gave you twenty minutes, you'd be able to. <laughs> yeah,
2: this is
3: gonna be a long episode. This is yeah You um, don't even want to try or
2: No 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 I will try but um I I am not confident in my ability. Okay, here. so just
3: some notes from Brenton and I. Don't go, okay, so hey guys, this movie's about <laughs> this it's like go in hard. Fast straight away. Okay. Okay.
2: <laughs> you ready? Go, act go. one, act two, <laughs> act three, get the fuck out of there. <laughs> okay. Ready? All right.
3: Ready, set, go. So it's. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you a do-over because I really believe in you. I believe in you. Hey, hey, okay, hey, ready? Hey, hey. All
2: right.
3: So just start. Hey. Alec Baldwin, whatever Alec Baldwin's not in this movie, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Alec Baldwin freely
2: took kiss <laughs> Meg Ryan.
3: <laughs> <laughs> the Baldwin's parents had sex. A Baldwin was born. And there was another Baldwin. Okay, here we
2: go. Ready, set, go. So there's a corporate person, and he needs to go to another state. But he doesn't have time to fly there So his boss makes him exchange bodies instead Which is the sci-fi premise of the movie He exchanges bodies uh, to go there But then he's actually exchanged With a terrorist who runs away with his body So then he needs to get back to his body um, But uh, they want to hold him in a cell So then he changes into a clone's body <laughs> And then he uses the clone To track down the terrorist He has sex a bunch of times That's it, <laughs> that, was it. <laughs> that was pretty good was pretty I feel like if you had maybe an Another fifteen, you would have got there. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> I have to say, like watching this film, there was points where I am like, "So, <laughs> who does he work for?" <laughs> yeah, i,
0: know,
3: I know, got so
2: lost as what's, well.
0: What's the worst thing is like names? I suck at names. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> even when I'm watching a film and they're called like, <laughs> at Greg, least you
3: recognise the faces. Yeah, but yeah, but changing. then
0: they keep swapping bodies. <laughs> I was fucked. Yeah, like there was one point of this
2: film where. I thought he was working for the FBI. <laughs> I was like, when did he start working for the FBI? <laughs> Cuz he like uses his security pass to, to get, get into in the there? into mm-hmm. the FBI office and then he's, it just smash cuts to him talking to an FBI agent like they've been like friends yeah. forever.
3: I, just, I think it was just the equivalent of like going to the police station and making a complaint and him doing the the ID badge thing was like, you just have to do that to get into any building. Like yeah. you need a badge to go anywhere. It's like doing the COVID check-in.
2: Yeah. So this movie is set in the near future, I guess, the beginning of the tomorrow. film. The film says tomorrow. tomorrow.
3: <laughs> Which this, you know, it's like it's set in the future, yeah. but there's newspapers but you can swap bodies with people. Like, it was the worst attempt at the future I've ever seen. They used seen. the
0: underwater cameras, uh, those news reporter cameras <laughs> and stuff
3: like that. The cars yeah. were all, like, Volvos, and
0: it was yeah. just,
3: like, they ex- did ex- not ex- hit it's the like mark
2: here. 90% of the car, or even probably 99% of the cars were normal, like, early 2000s disgusting cars. But then there's, like, these weird like, three-wheeled cars driving around. The, yeah, the well. ones yeah. they can like, afford, yeah. Um,
3: and, you know, like, everybody used credits to buy things. Like, they had yeah. credits instead of money. But then, it, you know, when he gets that bag of tricks that's going to help him, it's literally <laughs> like a Velcro satchel. Like, they didn't yeah. even try to make it look <laughs> futuristic or sci-fi Yeah, or he cool. went to a
0: store that was um, basically... Like, is it Q from Bond? Yeah. yeah,
2: To give him, like, futuristic weapons. Yeah, yeah. And then... um, It was
3: Velcro. Yeah,
0: Yeah, he's like,
2: if you put your uh, ID badge in this Velcro bag, they can't track you anymore.
3: Like, I feel like we could, with the shit that's in your house right now, make a better prop. We could craft (laughs) something together than that Velcro bag.
2: Well, like I think I think looking at it from the lens of somebody that lives 21 years after this film was made, like some of these things look a bit seem a bit stupid, but you have to realize that some of these things were futuristic technologies that we no, now I call bullshit we You. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah, totally like they predicted Siri. For yeah. example, it was called George in this. Yes. But it Sci fi usually dates badly. Yeah. But this was a very bad attempt at.
2: Yeah. yeah. This is no Blade Runner. You no, know? exactly. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. And even like compared to, the, I mean, this is a year after The Matrix.
3: Um, For shame. That is <laughs> what planet are we on? But, but
0: you could also feel it. Like, you yeah. could feel the, the, the influence, influence of, of The Matrix. Sure. It, it
2: was obviously like this is a couple of years after Face Off, a year after Matrix. Someone's like, make face off and matrix, please. Okay, so how many <laughs> but years on a Canadian budget? What
3: what year is it?
2: Two thousand.
3: That is shocking to me.
2: <laughs>
3: so this is um Twin Peaks is like well and truly over. It's like in yeah. the rear view mirror. Yeah. Is this even after um Carl was in Sex in the City?
2: It would have been, yeah. But like Carl McGlockin. Obviously, he's had some very high points in his career, but he has, he had has some lows. He sure. did have a big run of straight to video kind Ooh, this of. This was so bad,
3: poor, poor Carl McLaughlin.
2: But I have to say, like Stephen Baldwin feels at home in this. Film. Yeah, this is a
3: Baldwin vehicle for sure. For sure. Um,
2: he has the charisma of a wooden block. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. So we've seen three Baldwin performances in this podcast mm. Alec Baldwin in Prelude to a Kiss, uh, William Baldwin, is it William yeah, Baldwin Bo- that was Billy in Baldwin, uh, Christmas yeah. Trade, and now Stephen, who's the superior Baldwin in terms of performance?
3: <laughs> well, it was definitely. <laughs> Alec, Alec Baldwin, <laughs> yeah, for for being able to feign that he was in love with that old man. Yeah, just seeing him like so
0: enamored. <laughs> yes, absolutely. He's, I just remember like a scene where he's at the kitchen table. and He's like, "I'm in love with you." <laughs>
3: um, but Alec Baldwin's on my shit list now. Sorry, Alec, yeah, you buddy did it.
0: Um, so who's the
2: worst Baldwin performance? Oh, Stephen, come Stephen. on.
3: this was like you said, yeah, wooden ball. He's he's
2: bad. He's bad. <laughs> like
3: it, it tells... I actually felt like he couldn't even walk like a normal person.
0: Yeah, but was that a performance choice? But like he's a clone, and it's like he's all like. <laughs> but messed it didn't.
3: Up. It it didn't work. It looked like.
2: Do you know what he reminds you? Of? I, I I don't know if you'd be so familiar with this, Lucy, but definitely Brendan.
3: You know, like in games,
2: definitely of the last few years, video games with motion capture performances, and you they can get... see that the person looks like a human and. Like all the details are there, but there's no soul inside. (laughs) That That's what he Valley. feels like yeah. to me. Sure. Like,
3: <laughs> and like they had him wearing Dead these eyes. they had him wearing these shoes that made him look like he had club feet. He was wearing them the whole and, time. And
0: these jumpsuits that made him look like his yeah. proportions are all out of whack. I don't well, know what's under there. But also at the
3: same yeah. time, I was like, good for you, honey. Look at how many roles you have got in this movie, <laughs> you little Baldwin.
0: Because
2: like, yeah. there's forward <laughs> Bo- clones everywhere. So he gets to like, interact with
3: himself
2: and yeah. there's like whole construction sites for the Baldwins. While I
3: was like, oh my God, poor. Poor, poor Kyle, Kyle McLaughlin. McLaughlin. I was
2: like, oh, yay for Stephen Baldwin. But also, like, th- for a film packed full of sex scenes, why did we not see Stephen Baldwin without a shirt once? Or maybe Kyle he's got, like. Maybe he's got, like, <laughs> no, weird... No, we saw Kyle McLaughlin without a shirt. Maybe without he's
3: a shirt. Got weird boils he still had his
0: shirt on
2: in that sex scene. Oh, uh, yeah. He
3: did, didn't he? Yeah, it was,
2: but it was open. We saw his
3: chest. Yeah. <laughs> I actually felt like the way they were shot was him being like I will not participate in these scenes. <laughs> like I will be the body in the room but I'm not going to act in these. Uh, she was like strangling him with his tie. <laughs> oh, terrible.
2: I don't I don't know like if we should really even go into the plot with because it would just waffle on forever. It,
3: there were so many twists twi- not twists but it just they could have simplified it. They could have narrowed yeah. the focus. They just kept piling in other corners for it to turn. It was so weird. Because, like, I think the
2: bones are there for a there very interesting, interesting and, uh, yeah. movie. I also, yeah,
3: I feel like if you had a better budget and, like, you know, Ryan Reynolds or some shit, this could have been, like, up there.
2: I could see them remaking this film. Mm. Like, they probably wouldn't need to because you could – strip enough of this plot out that you could claim it's a new idea. Yeah. Um, the,
3: the concept of them swapping, like it being like a thing businessmen do so they can go to meetings on the other side of the country is quite smart, although we have Zoom now, I guess. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, the concept was good, but the, it just took so many – they made so many weird choices.
0: Well, yeah, like the, the concept of a a business person, like uh, corporate elite or, you know, the, the richest in, you know, the, the 1%, Having access to this technology, I think what would have made it better is if the people who they exchanged bodies with, you know, it was all about them, like, getting their rocks off and being, you know, crazy, doing mm-hmm. skydiving and all that stuff. Yeah. Um. But the people who they exchanged their bodies with, for some reason, just get access to, you know, this millionaire's body and get to waltz around the streets. Yeah, and- like,
3: instantly that would be something that would be like being sold on the dark web like nobody would oh. be doing this ethically and, like and who, who really would this dare, is the first time this has gone wrong like who would
0: dare lend their body out to someone twenty four hours? the only way know, it yeah. would
3: work is if all you were doing was going into a clone's body like yeah if you yeah. were like, told
0: that this body's under lock and key while you're in that other yes, body like that, yes that's how I, I i i i feel like rich people would put it together yeah
2: i i think if this film was remade now it would definitely be about a rich person going into a poor person's body and doing whatever the fuck they want and the poor person like being stuck in a room and can't leave with the rich person's body yeah and it's showing like toss them yeah and and then they get back to their own body after being swapped and to see all the like fucked up shit the millionaire did with it yeah yeah yeah
0: because, um, like the even the security of this of this concept just baffled me. It's like the when you switch bodies, you get oh well, everyone's got these tags that they wear, yeah, but they're not like attached attached to your yeah, body. just on so, a lanyard, yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you lose your lanyard, your identity is gone. Yeah, well, yeah.
2: this whole lanyard system seemed fucked because <laughs> <laughs> it seems like the whole whole of society. Works on this lanyard system yes. as well,
0: which sounds like archaic already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lanyard system,
2: <laughs> like even in two thousand, people would have been going like, "This doesn't <laughs> Lanyards, seem <right."> really." Yeah, because <laughs> they do. Like, so the clones have like a device in their arm because the clones can only survive for seven days before they disintegrate. So they have a thing in their arm that tells them how long they've got left, and that has some sort of tracking ability. They've they say at the end, but like, why aren't they just using that to begin with? Yeah, like if yeah. they have a thing that can attach itself to the arms. Yeah, though it was it was literally screwed into the arm with Philip head screws. Yeah,
3: <laughs> like, and then and then they cut it out of uh, Baldwin's arm. Yeah, in one of the most hilarious scenes I've ever seen.
1: <laughs> so what
2: the all the things that happened to Stephen Baldwin's body in this film is just. A laugh riot. So <laughs> like say so he gets his device sliced off with this like superheated I don't know piece of string that he gets from the uh, from the like and light, she- lightsaber
0: lightsaber technology in yes. a string, yeah. Yeah. Yes. You can just chop through anything.
3: And like she cut so much of his arm off.
0: Yeah, like a psycho. It's like
3: she took pleasure in being like, let's just take this really small thing off your arm. I'm just going to take a huge chunk off. Like <laughs> that's fine, right?
2: Oops, sorry, psycho. What a
3: psycho. And then
2: at the end, when they're trapped in this room that the the villain has has tied him up and put him in a room, explain the whole his whole plan like Bond, style. Bond style. Yeah, and then um. Leaves them in the room together. Then she, to escape, she uses the lightsaber string again. Accidentally cuts off his finger, <laughs> <laughs> and then that
3: to- finger thing that changed the whole genre of the movie <laughs> yeah. for me. I was like, "Is this for real?"
2: <laughs> and then uh, the the villain conveniently had thrown the key into a vat of acid. So then he puts his hand in the vat of acid to get the key out. For some reason, it doesn't destroy the key. No, but- yeah, the, the
0: acid doesn't, yeah, degrade the key. Nor does he consider looking around the room for a utensil to, like... How would yeah. you get a, an egg out of boiling water?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I had to put my, my whole hand. arm in yeah. it. And how
3: amazing was the, like, effect on his arm yeah. after it came out of the acid? Holy shit, again, <laughs> we could do some better shit with things in your fridge yeah. uh, than what his arm looked like after. Like, it looked like they'd wrapped it in chicken mince. I don't know, like, it was bad.
2: But Stephen Bowen's, like... Yelp! When he puts his hand in his in the vat of acid was priceless. <laughs> yeah. That scream was fantastic. Yeah, we'll put that right. we we'll definitely <laughs> put that in.
1: <laughs> don't, don't do this! <laughs>
2: uh, The villains were hilariously like mustache twirling in this film. Like we went from. Brother Bear last episode with no villains to the most cliched villains of all Mm. time, Uh, villains who explain uh, do exposition for their evil plan while fucking each (laughs) other. (laughs) That was out of
3: control. It was.
2: (laughs) That was one of my favorite sex scenes of all time. That was probably the best one of the show. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
3: And like the villains made a bomb out of green like lime cordial.
2: Yeah. Yeah. See, that
0: was the other thing. <laughs> this bomb took so long to make. I was expecting it to level a city. You know. Yeah. Whereas, like, they just put ball bearings and gunpowder. Green cordial. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like they they make it seem so elaborate, but it's just to blow up some guys in a in a conference room that, that yeah. doesn't sound like a, like I could build that. Give me the internet and <laughs>
2: and and they also have another device that they use in this film, which is these um. Missiles that seek out the people's like tags. Um, lanyard tags. Which,
3: my God, the special effects on that.
2: Terrible. Fuck. But also, so uh Stephen Baldwin has his tag out. So the missile starts tracking him. But then he puts his lanyard back into the, the Velcro, Velcro pouch. pouch. So then the <laughs> missile's like... I don't know what to do. So then for the rest of this the, the, movie, the rest of the movie this missile is just flying around New York yeah. trying this
3: movie to find was him. It went for so long. It went for so long and it, there was so many it's like it we didn't need a little cut of that missile again. What it's like why are you trying to make it longer? It was like that car scene. Yeah. Where she was driving at the end and it was It just was endless. Well, and the movie was already so fucking long. I needed to go to the toilet for like uh, half an hour.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So they're trapped in the room at the end and the uh, clone timer says he's got 30 minutes left to live. And they managed to get out, like escape the room by like cutting off his finger, going (laughs) to a acid, having a fight with one of the henchmen, um, having a standoff with the main bad guy. Getting the missile to blow him, him up, up, then get Visiting into a, an
3: orgy. Uh,
2: get, get into a car, uh, explode a giant tanker, <laughs> get from outside of New York to New York, uh, participate in an orgy, and then the 30 minutes is over. <laughs> like, it takes me 30 minutes to, to get around like a couple of suburbs in Adelaide, like, let alone outside of New York. Oh into New York God. should take more than an hour itself
0: <laughs> that that explosion as well seemed like Lots of things in this film were unnecessary, but that would have cost them money. Yeah. Like- yeah,
3: and it's like, they could have spent better money on like making a better Velcro pouch and just cutting out <laughs> that <laughs> explosion scene. It was so unnecessary. There was
2: The explosion happened for no reason. Yeah, it
3: didn't hurt anyone. It was like, they were like, well, let's just put in a cool effect here. But it wasn't cool.
0: They definitely killed at least four people in that car ride. <laughs> like, yeah. To- <laughs> yeah, I know, right? At one point, oh.
2: the good guys are driving down the sidewalk and... And these innocent people are just, like, running terrified. and screaming, yes. terrified. Like, I have to say, there was a lot to appreciate in this film on a, like, stupid level. Like, yeah, I, I had go, a lot of fun. I
3: could go on like, and on. And, like, I just have so many notes here. Like, how's yes. the way the guy goes? You're going to love swapping. Are they call it floating?
2: Yes. There's a lot of jargon in this film. So yeah. we've got, um, so people that work in the corporate world are called corpies. corpies. Uh, people that swap bodies are called floaters. And the clones are called Jeffs. Yeah, Jeff. Which stand for something, but I can't remember. Genetically extended. Engineered. Engineered. Fuck
1: boys.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Um, But the guy says you're going to love it. There's nothing like taking a shit in someone else's body. I'm like, of all the
0: things, (laughs) you could
3: be like, just wait until you, it's like. He said, "Taking a shit like <laughs> I have no words."
0: Did um, you see this guy's body? Do you know how regular he is?
2: <laughs> yeah. So, but the thing is, he goes, "You gotta love it." There's nothing like taking a shit in someone else's body. Look at these biceps, and he there was no like cut <laughs> the, in the center. Yes, nah. <laughs> it was all one thought. Like having biceps is related to the
3: shit. Okay, though I will say I would definitely get down with the exchange technology if. Uh, I could swap bodies so someone worked out my body for me while that I was is doing something. the best concept this yes. yes.
2: whole That's film. Absolutely. They could have made a whole film about that. Yes. Swapping bodies with your personal trainer so they can do the workout while you just sit there in their body. Or
3: even just like you could just get other shit done. It's like you could get your body like worked out while you're running errands in that other body that you swap into. Like you yeah. could just streamline your whole life and then be hot as fuck and fit. brilliant and that's why there's a a lot
2: here like there's (laughs) concepts there's interesting concepts that they do kind of explore stuff in this film like how many of the films we do like we're like oh there's something here and they don't really go there this film goes there at least
3: but the sets and everything were just so ugly i just couldn't
2: it's very early 2000
3: i couldn't like immerse myself in the universe properly it was Disgusting. There was a woman that had three framed gerberas in a frame on <laughs> yeah. her like in her shelf. I just what oh,
2: and like that apartment with the the Lime pink, wall, oh, the yeah, pink yeah. wall with like a pink ribbon <laughs> drawing in the middle of the room. Ri- oh, so disgusting.
0: <sighs> wait, wait, so what was the what was the issue with the <laughs> So confusing. I can't remember her name. The love interest What like she was, like, the environmentalist. Yeah, yeah. Or... I can't remember her name, but yes. <laughs> it started
1: with M. It started with
3: M. It was Miriam, Marilyn. Mir-
0: Miriam. Yes. Yeah, well, like, like that. so what was her problem with the, the swap technology? And It like, was
3: exploiting workers somewhere, something?
0: It, 42 people had died in a mine.
3: In South Africa? See,
0: to me, like, it seemed like it actually was, like, the most liberating way of, like, getting manual labor without, like, Endangering lives? What, so
3: just by using Jeffs?
0: Yeah, because they're like they're like empty vessels, right? Mm. They're just clones that they put a consciousness into. Yeah,
3: so if you've
2: got dangerous work, yeah, you could get a worker, exchange them into a clone, and then they can do it in the clone and then go back to their own body and if they've suffered any injuries they haven't.
3: Yeah, I don't actually know what her problem was. <laughs> and how I
2: guess if they how die, good, how good for the environment is it if people don't have to fly anymore and they can just Exchange bodies like that again. It's, we have Zoom, but
0: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But if you have you, to go, if somewhere... you want to go to Paris for a weekend, you know, yes, yeah. just...
2: <laughs> it, it would.
3: I'd only do a... it if, like, I could go to Paris as like Angelina Jolie or something. Like, I'm not just going to go into what any if, was... body. <laughs> <This> is it <laughs> Stephen Baldwin? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's um, <laughs> Paris can wait. <laughs> also, I hate Paris. <laughs> That's a whole other. You thing. hear us? That's a whole other thing. Yeah, fuck you, Parisians. Paris. <laughs> <laughs> we
2: are introduced to the concept of the floaty floaters, uh, like club scene. So uh, there's like nightclubs where only, only people, floated. yeah, only people that have exchanged bodies are allowed to go to the club, and then they all get freaky mm. with each other in their bodies, which kind of like shows me that. Like, why would you trust this system when you yes. know the shit's going on? This stuff's out there, yeah. yeah. But at the club, Carl McLaughlin. Well, so the main character, as he- he's been swapped into Carl McLaughlin's body, which is actually the terrorist's body, but it's not actually it's the like terrorist's body. It's like Inception,
3: but body swaps. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a dream within a dream within a dream. It's so far out. <laughs> um,
2: so he's at this nightclub and he meets which, this,
0: which I thought was going to be totally different because, like, the whole the whole point of being in someone else's body, you weren't allowed to do like recreational drugs. You weren't allowed to do like a, a lot of things. The so, whole
3: thing could have just been him trying to get his body back. Like it, yeah. it didn't need to be like terrorist foils and like super villains. It just well, was like. This
2: actually reminds me of a, another film that we watched that was like, had unnecessary terrorists in it, which was Shaggy Dog. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Remember how <laughs> yeah. it was, like, it could have just been a fun movie about a, Boy turning into Into a a dog, dog, but it turned into like him (laughs) stopping Cold War terrorists. That's right.
0: But but yeah, but these clubs are at. Wouldn't they be more like a a, like a a lock in at a at a youth group or something? You know what I mean? Like rather than like these to keep an eye on them, like because they're not
3: supposed to be doing anything naughty. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Because you can't anyway.
3: But it ended up, (laughs) uh, yeah. Just it's like were these people supposed to be attractive? You know they like (laughs) like bring these women across the screen and you'd be like, is this are we supposed to like? Yeah, because there were there were like thin eyebrows and that awfully weird outfit.
0: Dressed like two thousand. Because there
2: was one girl, she's like, they're like, look at that model. She uh, like in real life, she could be an ugly, she could be ugly and eighty years old. Yeah, but like the girl that I was looking at, she's like,
3: she's a model. Insert the meme of (laughs) insert the meme of Arrested Development. Her. (laughs) <laughs> like, I'm like, that one? um, <laughs> and, and the music in the club. It was just, everything was just yeah. hilarious. So, uh, at the club, he
0: meets... <laughs> and the whole score, sorry. Yeah.
2: Okay. <laughs> yeah, the music, There's... we need to do a whole music. We'll get back to the music. But <laughs> at the club, he meets the character that I really felt for the most, which was Gloria. So, Gloria is this nymphomaniac. woman... Yeah, nymphomaniac. Nymphomaniac <laughs> that he meets <laughs> and a at sweetheart. the sweetheart. Yeah. <laughs> Sugar, Sugar Bear, what is does she Sugar called? Bear yeah, Sugar Bear, yeah. So he meets her at the club, and she immediately like tries to have sex with him, and then they go home, they have sex with each other, and then later in the film they need somewhere to hide out. So he's like, uh, she gave me her number, um, because uh, uh, one thing we didn't mention about this futuristic society <laughs> is that there's a curfew and you can't be out after and, a certain like, why? time. Why? They didn't ever explain. <laughs> that. Um, so. Him and his love interest, they go stay at the nymphomaniac's house. She's more than happy to host both of them, and no she just question asked. Even
3: question why there's another woman there, yeah. Like,
2: yeah, no yeah. questions asked. She accommodates him, he turns her down for sex, which is fine, consent, whatever. But then, uh, at the end of the film they come back to the house because she's got, like, a... um, Body swapping. Body swapping, like, an illegal body swapping device in her house so that she doesn't have to go to
3: the exchange corporation. So she can have, like, all these wild orgies with, like, swapped people? So I don't don't understand the appeal of, like, why would that be better than having sex with the person (laughs) as who they are? I don't understand. (laughs) Again, unless it's Angelina Jolie. I I don't get it. (laughs) Um,
2: So then... Uh, they go to a house, interrupt an orgy she's having at her house, demand that they—by
0: gunpoint—demand
2: u- <laughs> de- that they use her body swapping machine. Have this violent <laughs> shootout at her house, and then at the end, when she's trying to be like nice to them, they're like, "Fuck off!"
1: Yes.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Like, justice
2: for Gloria.
3: (laughs) But also, she needs to see someone for her sex addiction. (laughs) You could tell it was, like, pinching on her, like, having a normal life. Yeah. (laughs) She was thirsty AF. Yeah, yeah.
2: She's literally, like, removing herself from her own body in order to have sex. Yeah. On a daily basis. (laughs) Um, But, yes, the musical score of this film was very strange.
3: It, None of the songs matched.
2: Yeah, so everything in this film, uh or like all the musical score of this film was very like um like a Cambodian tribal change. Yeah, like yes. Hindi and Hindi, yeah. yeah. Which like it actually reminded me a bit of like the scores for Mortal Kombat and Tomb Raider and all those films, but those were set in ex- exotic locales, whereas this was set in New York. And San Francisco. But then it's
3: like then all of a sudden they'd have this full-on grungy song and then there was yeah, like this, was piano. So play, there was so. this piano monologue bit. like yeah. they had, And then it's like they literally faded a song over the top of it for the next scene that was happening, yeah. <laughs> which I think was maybe a sex scene and all the yeah. sex scenes had weird music. Like it yeah. was something else.
2: Like on a production value level, this film is surprisingly poor, seeming that this director yeah. has some credits behind his name. So, like, Empire Records to this, like, I it's been a while since I've watched Empire Records. Have either of you guys seen it recently? Yeah. I No. I, and on a production value level, does it hold up?
3: Absolutely.
2: Well, yeah. it's
0: a one-location uh, film.
2: Yeah, but even a one-location film has, like, can be directed poorly, mm. you know. You no,
3: Empire the, Records is still so fun. It, it, it's a great film. Yeah.
2: There's, I, uh... there's simple scenes
3: Care? in this what, film. You're going to debate me on that?
0: No, no. I was gonna say um, oh, I God. was I was at work and uh, I was chatting to what like one of the other staff members who's you know like 15 years younger than me. Yeah, <laughs> but I love I, that. <laughs> love that. I, I was talking about Empire Records and they're like, "What?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah, I'm old now."
3: <laughs> well, how's my husband revealed to me recently that he hadn't seen Empire Records and I was like, "Wait a fucking minute!" And we watched it like straight away. Yeah.
2: Oh, one thing uh, that I thought you would have enjoyed about this vision of the future, Lucy, is that um, in this far future, High Fidelity is still playing at the cinema.
3: Did I miss that? <laughs> yeah,
2: in one of the shots uh, when they were driving past the cinema. I, there was
3: no way that was intentional. It was on the billboard there was High no Fidelity. no way that was intentional. <laughs> That's hilarious. Like, it, you know the way a lot of people had these weird chains on their outfit?
2: Yeah. But, like, as far as... You know, we can can cut that out, but it was just like we can pay out these fashions, but the way fashion is cyclical, like everyone's gonna be wearing this ugly shit very soon.
3: Yeah. I mean they already are. There are some just crazy mullets out there. Yeah. (laughs) And there's like
2: some of the like ugly ass outfits in this film, like Mm. would you could actually buy now again. Yeah. I just hope those like really baggy men's suits don't ever come back and very so gross. thin
3: eyebrows yeah
2: Ugh. it was
3: dangerous just like so many weird camera like i don't even know what you the, call a lot of the effects they would have um, had that weird shuddery thing yeah
2: so um one of my favorite reviewers his his name is Vern, he has a sorry he has a term for that and he calls yes. them avid farts so <laughs> avid avid is the the program that they use to edit and okay those stupid <laughs> effects that they do to I like love it. yeah speed things up and sh- sh- make it shuddery and like yeah. transitions between edits like white filling up the yeah screen. when you, when, you like,
0: fi- when you're like i have no idea how to transition to this next <laughs> this yeah <laughs> next scene or yeah, yeah. <laughs> they
2: might as well have been doing star
3: wipes and again like i don't want to i don't want to like bring this up again like but like Bo Burnham made a whole thing in his house by himself with equipment that he bought, and it looked like a million dollars. Like, there's yeah. no excuse.
2: Yeah, Well, I mean, to no, be fair, I will not technology hear it. is a lot better now. I than guess, it was. but 20, still. This is 21 years ago. Yeah,
3: but Singles was 35 years ago, and it looked better. <laughs> Jesus, is it really that much older? That's just out of control. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm going to die soon. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
1: You'll have to exchange. Exchange? Travel will set it up with you right now. But I don't switch bodies, you know that. Jesus, Stuart, stop being so 20th century. You'll like floating. It's a snap.
2: You won't believe it when you take a shit in somebody else's body. Look at these biceps. Now it's time for our favorite segment, Hot or Not.
3: And I have a proposal for this. Okay, oh, Hold or not? That we don't do any of the characters, and we just do all the people that were in the orgy. We just hot or, <laughs> hot or, not. Hot or not those people?
2: No, <laughs> denied. But I do have another proposal. <laughs> Since we're all in the same room,
3: oh no! Can what? we
2: all sing the theme song oh, together? Yeah.
3: And all the like end bit will be uh, in sync for once. Yes. Yeah.
2: So let's well, let's um. You can
3: hope. Me 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 me. La la
2: la la. la. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Who, who's going to be the conductor?
3: No
0: one. We'll go from here. <laughs> we'll go from here.
3: That was amazing, guys. <laughs> we need to record the um hot or not theme. Should should we do Should we release the album? A band? <laughs> Yeah, let's fuck this podcast right off and um, bloody. Storm the charts.
0: We'll call ourselves Indianapolis is radioactive.
3: Oh my god, like, I wanted to bring that up, I forgot. I have just one thing to say to you. Indianapolis. But it's radioactive. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alright. And then we come in. And, and like,
3: why is it? It's the same with the fucking curfew. It's like, what is your story <laughs> talking about Yeah, here? I want to know
2: why India Indianapolis is radioactive.
0: You know how like, um, our, like what's his name? R.K. Tolkien? <laughs> <laughs> who? JR jr uh, T- Tolkien? Are you yeah. doing
3: Lord of the Rings? Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, the Lord of the Rings guy. Oh, my God,
3: people will be screaming <laughs> at their phones <laughs> right now. Can you believe they'd be like, fuck you for not knowing?
0: Like, do you reckon he went, like, the guy who wrote this film has, like, tomes of, uh, like, backstory on, like... Indianapolis what? curfews, <laughs> you know how like the whole thing like wrote a, yeah. wrote like a like Elvis language and stuff like that. I yeah. reckon the first draft of this film was like a four-hour epic.
3: <laughs> I know I couldn't believe I the fucking first act is all tour. set yeah. in
2: Indianapolis. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so here we go. One, two, three. Are, Are they a tutor or a boot? Are they ugly or cute?
0: Tell me if they hot or not. Ding! Wait, we've got the. With the- it's too late now. Everyone, Everyone is, beautiful is beautiful in their
2: own way.
3: Can you believe ah. we used to be that committed to, we played a triangle every week for this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now we're like, dang We can't get it out the bottom like, of the yeah, cupboard. We, did, we, like, <laughs> <laughs> we didn't
0: even pre-record it so that we could just use it every I time. I know, <laughs> <laughs> I know. Idiots. <laughs> I think we actually
3: should record it and do little harmonies and... Yeah, some backing we'll get
1: track.
2: Get down,
0: Go to Brown back Town. To Brown
2: Town Studio. And we
3: also need to send a fucking trophy to Melora Hardin.
2: Yeah, I know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now that well, the bold time has ended, she needs
3: something least, in her life. At least just get one made <laughs> and, that we can have. Yeah, maybe. now that we
0: got commercials, we have got a, a a budget. Yeah, <laughs> like a very small budget. Thirteen dollars. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
2: Let's start with Stephen Baldwin as. Clone number
3: one,
2: <laughs> Jeff. 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 My name's Jeff. Um... <laughs> That's what I've been thinking. This whole all. <laughs> so yeah, Steve Bullwood. He's listed as clone number one on IMDb. I can't remember any of the names of what that character was supposed no. to be called. I know the to- Ma- Fisk. Oh, Tof Toffer Toffler. Tof- Something Toffler Toffler.
0: <laughs> um... Oh wait, Fisk was never in a in a Jeff. Yeah,
2: yeah. Right. V- Fisk was in Carl McLaughlin at one point. Yes, but we never saw that. <laughs> we just know about it.
0: Wait, can we circle back just so that scene? <laughs> <second? laughs> Do we have to? <laughs> but it's so, it's so ridiculous that he went to all the trouble to like elude the security and like find that that Jeff body and get switched into it mm-hmm. so that he could walk out unbeknownst to anyone else. And then when the security is like, hey. Like, where's your tag? And he which, fucks them up. Which he's got a yeah. tag, and then yeah. he just goes, uh, and then picks the guy up and throws <laughs> and him across it's... the room. <laughs> like, it just ruined the entire plan. <laughs> he just had to show his tag and walk, walk out, out the room. You yeah. fucking
3: moron. Yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so is Stephen Borgman hot? Is that yeah. the question?
1: <laughs> yeah.
3: That's a no from me, dog. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> there's. Uh, there's
2: t- Angles where he could almost be. Completely, and like, he's, he's got like very blue
3: eyes, like a Siberian husky, but he also looks very stupid. Yeah, and
2: you know how I like hot, dumb guys? Yeah. It's the hot, dumb guys that seem like they have like a good heart they're to going. go with it, like stupid and nice.
3: But this, he literally looks like when they would call cut, he would just like power down. He just didn't look like a human man.
0: He looked yeah. like broody dumb.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> but yeah, he 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 is definitely a not. For me. I'm sorry. I think I'm pretty sure, like, Alec definitely got a hot on that episode. I can't remember if we gave William a hot or not. I don't think so. Mm. It's Um, not looking good for the Alec uh, Baldwin brothers. Has (laughs) Stephen Baldwin
3: played uh, um, a stoner in something? Like, what am I thinking of?
2: Definitely. Yeah. He's definitely played a stoner in something. Was it? um, Was
3: it? Biodome? Was he in Biodome? Is he the other guy in Biodome? I
2: think he was in Biodome. Yeah. So that. Yeah, he was in Biodome. That
3: character.
0: And he was in that movie where, like, a girl is in a relationship with two guys. And they're like. Sam. Is that what it's called? No, he wasn't in that, was
3: he? I don't know. But just, he still seems like that stoner to me. Like, he's just constantly going to come out with, like, whoa, dude. Like, he just. There's something very just. I don't How know, he's probably ma- got a PhD or something. I How many uh, roles do
2: you think Stephen Bowen's had in his career? 4,000, like a lot. <laughs> 107. Yeah. 107 directors were like, that's the man for the job. <laughs> <laughs> that's insane to me. But you know, that's
3: like maybe 70 of those credits are all the Jeffs he played yeah. in this movie. Like he had so <laughs> many different roles.
0: No, no, it's when, when his agent calls uh, like a up like a casting agents, like, I got one word for you, Baldwin. And they're like, Baldwin. We'll take Baldwin. And he's like, hey, hey, hey. They're like, They're like,
3: it's not. They're like, it's not Alec. They're like, oh, that's fine. Billy Baldwin, that's fine. We'll take him. It's like, no further down the totem there.
2: <laughs> All right. So Kim Coates. Okay. So it was Toffler as Toffler. So he's the main character in his original body. Mm-hmm. Um, hot or not, Brendan.
3: Okay, so the original guy, the guy the we started out with. The original guy. Okay, okay.
0: Oh, yeah, no.
2: <laughs> is that it? <laughs> no no uh, further Like, I, I really
0: don't see, like, these like these little things that you guys do that, I don't know, pop. I, I I assume one of you might say that he is, but I'm just like, hey, it just looks like a dude. So
3: he's going to get a no from me, hmm. but with a little asterisk saying that he reminded me sort of. Um. He reminded me of the actor that plays Lenny Bruce in Mrs. Maisel, ah, yeah. and that guy's hot. So
1: yeah, ah, I can this see guy that. doesn't yeah. get a
3: hot, but that Lenny Bruce guy is chef's yeah. kiss. Yeah, yeah, I see that
2: <laughs> he definitely is. Um, yeah, I'm going to give this guy a knot as well. He just had general sleaze bag vibes. Wasn't particularly good looking to make up for it. Um, so I'm sorry, <laughs> Pascale. Bussieres as Madeline, the oh, Madeline. love interest. Yeah,
3: uh, Poor eyebrows. My God, that poor woman. Victim of the time. And also that hair. That is the ugliest haircut I've it ever seen. It looked like she'd been in... A- <laughs> it looked like she had my hair but was in a wind tunnel and then they put her on screen. It, what was, it was going up and down. It was yeah. flicking out and in and Yeah,
2: it kind of looked like an early 2000s interpretation of Amelie? the Carol no the oh. Carol Brady. Yes, okay. Flick. Yes. Yeah. Uh,
3: yeah, it was out a of futuristic. control. I yeah. think there probably is a beautiful woman in there but very the eyebrows and the hair it really
2: but what about those titties? Am I right, Brenda?
3: <laughs> <laughs> They're actually kind of pointy in weird. <laughs>
0: Excuse me. I get to be the authority okay, on Okay, yeah, go on. Joke talk about boo. the titties. Spectacular. You guys are all wrong. I'll give her a five. <laughs> <laughs> Out of ten. <laughs> Wait, we don't even do... <laughs> we don't even do number Wait, eighties. but when we do breasts, right, we do... <laughs> <laughs> So
2: get, hot or not? As a person, I, I'll give her a hot. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna give her a not. She annoyed me and um, I hated her hair. So. <laughs> and
3: it's also just like, what is your cause? We don't understand. Make it clear what you're fighting for. Yes. Also, I didn't really answer if I think hot or not, but I don't want to.
0: <laughs> um, I said no, that's my, not I the said, game. I said my piece.
3: <laughs> I said there's a beautiful woman in there, but
0: with wonky boobs. <laughs>
3: Yeah, and weird eyebrows. No, her boobs were fine. Like, boobs are different sizes. I think you're just used to seeing, like, big fake tits in porn,
0: Brendan. Yeah. <laughs> no, you said, I said she was great. <laughs> yeah, actually,
2: I'll give the director this. Like, the boobs in this film felt very natural. Like, if you compare yeah, that's them a to real, like.
3: That's a real win for feminism. If you look like a film
2: like The Sex Strip, every time we saw boobs. They had, like, zero motion to them and they were pointing up into the ceiling. Yeah. Like, these felt like real breasts to me. Like, yeah. They're probably the most realistic thing in the whole film. With the women with
3: their original parts. <laughs> I love to see it. Yeah.
2: Um, Carl McLaughlin as, I guess, Fisk. I mean, he was multiple people in this film.
3: Carl McLaughlin will always be. Um, Agent Cooper And, and they that- always
0: get Like He hasn't changed his haircut He is still David Yeah and Cooper. like Even the yeah. way he
3: was smoking In this movie It was just like It's just like
0: Evil He's Cooper. always
3: him <laughs> he, He's always him So He gets a hot from me That's slick back hair That's fine Let's never talk about Trey from Sex and the City But Yeah ugh. um, Brennan
0: yeah. Yes I agree so like, you give me my heart? Yeah. I, I, like,
3: And also, like, it was hot that you could see how much he hated this movie. Like, <laughs> it, you could still see. He's like, I'm a respectable man and I'm doing this piece of shit, but I know it. So I, it's fine.
2: Uh, I'm going to give him a not Oh, no. <laughs> I just, I don't, like, I, I don't mind him as an actor. Like, I don't have an issue with him as an actor. But in terms of attractiveness, I've never found
3: him attractive. Mm, that's weird for you. What about that chest? He has a chest. That hair, that (laughs) that strong hairline, that pushback hair.
0: What about the way he just laid there while the other person had sex with him? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. and how, like, she strangled him.
3: (laughs) You're into stuff like that right (laughs) now. What? Since when? And hetero, like, choking sex.
2: (laughs) Okay, so Janet Kidder as Alison DeWay, the female villain, who... All this film, all I could think of is that she looks exactly like Philly Waller-Bridge.
0: I was thinking the exact same thing. I was oh, like, it's I the think American. That. I <laughs> thought, is she
3: from the L word? She is really like haunting me. I'm like, where have I seen you? She, she was she in looked Fleabag.
0: familiar.
3: <laughs> okay. I just, no one holds a candle to Phoebe. So that's, I'm not, oh, I, no, it, not it granted. Felt, it,
2: it felt kind of weird seeing that's someone. That's disrespectful to Phoebe Seeing someone gosh. that looks so much like Philly Waller-Bridge. Being like this gross, soft, poor, soft, core sex scene just felt gross, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, she's a she was a uh, like a beautiful lady, yeah. And I liked how like over the top, like awful she was. she was, yeah. So I'm gonna give her a hot, yeah, yeah. She gets a <laughs> hot,
3: but still eyebrows, hair, my god, but sign of the times, I guess.
2: Um, and you know, I think we need to give justice to Gloria, so I'm going to override everyone and. So as, Wait, as, as yeah, yeah. As in her true or? form. Yes. Is Lisa Brunwin more as Gloria in her true form.
3: Yeah, I'd love to see a sex-positive woman on screen.
2: Yeah. I'm going to give her a hot. <laughs> <a heart. laughs>
3: the last thing I need are the feds poking around in here. I do not want the media exposure.
1: Won't it look like we're trying to cover Stop! stuff? Just do your job! No problem.
0: Oh, and Walt... Hmm? Screw this up, and I have just one thing to say to you. Indianapolis.
1: Indianapolis
2: is radioactive. Really okay, let's get to Opinion Swap, where we find some interesting reviews of Exchange from across the interwebs. Okay, we so... We should
0: change the name of this segment to Opinion Exchange. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, so, this film has 19 reviews on Letterboxd, so that wasn't a whole <laughs> that, lot. That's it. Wow, okay. Yeah. Uh, this film is hard to track, track down, guys. I had to order the DVD of yeah, the Yeah, and internet. now it
3: lives in your house forever. <laughs> yes, Can you believe it'll be it? be on my shelf forever.
2: <laughs> um, but, yeah, this film, you can't even download it, like, in a cheeky way. There's no way to get your hands on this film. <laughs> besides so what, did you buy it off eBay giga. or something I like that? I bought it off eBay for $4.
3: <laughs> Directly from Stephen Baldwin, I'm sure. And you know what? I
2: I suggest our listeners do the same. It's like for $4, you can own exchange and it will be part of your life forever. So,
0: And there's something in there for everyone.
3: Yeah. I just want to know other people in the world that have seen it. Like, just to know. Well, where I, I will tell you. I'm about to tell
2: you. <laughs> yeah. uh, so Mitch Ropp, he gives it three stars. And he says, "What a movie! Stephen Baldwin at his best since <laughs> The Usual Suspects. Gratuitous sex scenes. Toronto pretending to be New York City, and social commentary <laughs> on corporatism. Inception for smart people. Ah, for smart people. Oh my God! <laughs> Take that, Christopher Nolan, you piece of shit! Leonardo DiCaprio,
3: your award-winning uh, uh, actor."
2: Um. So this one is from Adam. He gives it one star, and he said, "This was rough. Underutilized Kyle McLaughlin and overutilized Stephen Baldwin. Basically, is an attempt at making face-off, but with futuristic cyberpunk technology. But it falls flat. Seeing a team of Stephen Baldwin clones working at a construction site is pretty funny, though." Yeah, what a great review. Well, well done. Yeah, we could have just read that. Yeah. I'm Do you cool. ever write reviews? I do. I actually, so I'm on Letterboxd and I write a review for every single movie I watch.
3: Oh my God. Yeah. I can't wait to find like your Every letterboxd. single
0: one.
2: Every single one. Yeah. I log every movie I watch and I review every single movie
0: I so watch. So, people sure. listening to this podcast, if they were to go to your letterbox, they could find a written review about every film we've seen?
2: Yes.
3: And when you die, you want it turned into a book. Am I right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> And sent into space.
2: Well, at least, you know, put my Lizzie McGuire review on my tombstone. (laughs) Granted. Um, So this one's from Gristle McNerd on Letterboxd, who gives it three stars. And he says surprisingly entertaining for a gritty reboot of Overdrawn at the Memory Bank. Although, with the amount of sex scenes in this thing, it may technically qualify as a porn parody.
0: But I've never heard of this overdrawn, overdrawn. Nice. memory is that, bank. Is that one to add to the list? It
2: might have to be. I'll, I'll put I'll a bit of research out. in. Yeah,
0: I, I find it hard to believe there's a better version of this film. <laughs>
2: <laughs> So finally, this is from Bonehead on Letterboxd. He doesn't give it a star review, but he says, feels like they wanted to make Lost Highway into an accessible sci-fi original movie, but somehow made it make less sense. And it also sucks. Mm -hmm. Shout out to the ADR team, because y'all were probably partying too hard to do your jobs well, and that's cool. (laughs) What's ADR? (laughs) Uh, When they, like, dub over the All those lines that, yeah. yeah.
0: Like, there were so many moments where you could literally see the face of the character speaking, (laughs) and their lips weren't moving. (laughs) And they're saying, like, like when he enters the house, when, um, when he, Steve, is it Stephen Baldwin? I've already yeah. forgotten which yeah, Baldwin. Stephen, yeah. I just keep Baldwin. calling him Baldwin. Baldwin. <laughs> yeah. When he enters the house, there's like him ta- telling his computer house to turn on the lights, to do this, and to he's do definitely that. definitely not talking. His mouth is like muted. Like. <laughs> Brilliant.
1: Oh, shut up. Do it now. You better show me a family album. Make sure I don't resemble your mother. Hold my hair. Harder.
2: Harder! 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 so now it's time for tenuous recommendations where we each recommend a movie tv show song album book video game whatever that is connected to today's movie in some way hmm. so i'm gonna go first because i'm scared that one of you guys will take it. The same thing. <laughs> no, I, I can't wait to person. see because i don't i don't think it will be mine. because i put in research for this so when i when i saw that we were doing this film so it's not ed by records it's not Empire Records. I think I, I've already recommended it. I that.
0: think we have all recommended it. Yeah. Like-
2: <laughs> so I looked at um, uh, Alan Moyle, the director's filmography, and I saw his debut film was a 1990 Christian Slater vehicle called Pump Up the Volume. Oh, amazing. Have you guys seen this? Yes. <laughs> yep. I thought Lucy would have seen yeah, this. So I good. thought she was going to yeah, maybe yeah. do this. Yep. Um, but it's such a Lucy film. Like I would have been shocked. I actually can't believe
3: Brendan hasn't seen it. I'm
2: shocked she hasn't seen. I'm shocked she didn't recommend it, and I'm shocked that Brendan hasn't seen it. So um,
3: yeah, I just uh didn't go into the cast at all. I just thought of something quickly. So I feel like if I had researched that, I would definitely would have done it. So I'd
2: never seen the film before. So when I I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. Uh, Yet again, it was another one that's very hard to track down in Australia at the moment. It's on no streaming services. Yeah, bummer. that one I did have to be a bit cheeky for. Um, <laughs> but I managed I love this, to get... <laughs> uh, terminology. Yeah. A bit cheeky, be a bit cheeky. The FBI's <laughs> like whoop whoop <laughs> You um, wouldn't steal a movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm definitely glad I did it. It's it's a really interesting film. So it's a teen it's a teen high school film, but it's about this kind of outcast kid that's been forced to move um, to a, a like I think it's Colorado or somewhere from New York City by his parents um, and he has no friends so he uses this radio that his parents gave him to like speak to his friends back in New York Um, but he uses it to start broadcasting a pirate radio station and all the kids in the town start being obsessed with mm. the, like the music that he's recommending and the stuff he has to say, he's like Talk very hard or whatever. It yeah, is, yeah, he's very like sexual and like pretends to be having orgasms on air, and they all think it's very scandalous. Um, but then, and
3: great soundtrack. Like I think it's like yeah. the Pixies, and yeah, yeah
2: amazing ninety soundtrack. But then, yeah, a kid rings up because he takes callers. And a ring a kid rings up and says that he wants to kill himself, and he doesn't really take it seriously. But then the kid does kill himself. And then all the adults in the town start blaming the radio station and they want to, like, mm. um, shut it down. But then it's also Christian Slater ki- character kind of dealing with that suicide and uh, seeing, is it my fault? And then there's, like, this girl that, um, like, because no one in the town knows who's doing the radio station and this girl that works it out and she starts, like, helping him. And, mm. um, yeah, it's a really cool movie. Uh, that I'm surprised isn't talked about more because it's yeah. so like, you know, Christian Slater. I think it gets a
3: little bit eclipsed by maybe like Heathers and yeah, but it was so good. Yeah,
2: it should be kind of discussed I, in that breath. I feel like as era. well, like okay. it has
3: quite a lot of relevance now. Like what he's doing kind of is like having his own YouTube channel or, or something. Yeah, 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 like yeah. Uh, exactly. Yeah, Um, so it still feels fresh.
2: Yeah, and I could definitely see this being remade now and hmm. it being about a kid and yeah but it like never should be podcast. because
3: my god 90s Christian Slater is everything
2: yeah and you know hats off to the director he didn't get Baldwin shirtless in in this film but he gets <laughs> Christian Slater shirtless in that film for no reason at all yeah it is other just than, a scene <laughs> where, other than
3: my wet dream. <laughs> yeah there's a scene where
2: he's just like I'm gonna take my shirt off and he does yeah
3: he was just hot <laughs> that day
2: <laughs> yeah so uh but yeah Pump up the volume. Definitely worth seeking out any way you can.
0: Okay. Uh,
2: Lucy.
3: Okay. So, who? When you think of Kyle MacLachlan, Kyle MacLachlan is who to you, Brendan?
2: Or Dale Cooper?
3: Yeah. And you?
2: Uh, Daisy's dad in Marvel's Agents of Shield. Okay. Whatever. That's, <laughs> I'm like not buying that.
3: Um. And then, then who is he like next to you down? Who is he? Um.
2: The guy in Sex and
3: the City. Okay, I would go Blue Velvet next. What about you?
0: Well, uh, well, I can't remember the guy's name in Blue Velvet. Yeah, but I mean, it, you know, like, <laughs> but that's yeah, what yeah, I yeah. remember. But, yeah, so sure.
3: he, but he is Trey from Sex and the City. Yeah. Um, when you like go down the chain and like the most embarrassing character, like impotent and just stunted and just terrible. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Um I don't even know if this is allowed but I am recommending a podcast called Sentimental in the City okay. which is like a little subsect of uh, a podcast called Sentimental Garbage. Yeah. Um and yeah it's these two chicks do a deep dive on um all the seasons of um Sex in the City and they did it during lockdown as their like little project to stay alive. Yeah. Um and it's so good. It's like very sweet and honest and like and they point out the things that are wrong with it, but, you know, they're like, we're not here to, like, woke police sex in the city. They say, we don't know the most about sex in the city, but we feel the most about sex in the city. And it was, um, I would listen to it in the middle of the night when my son wouldn't go to sleep, and I was, like, trying to settle him, Mm -hmm. and I needed to stay awake, so I'd have it in my headphones. And I was, like, feeding in the middle of the night, and it, yeah, (laughs) really kept me going, and it it was really good.
2: So uh, where where did the girls from, like...
3: Um one of them is a, I think they might both be writers but one of them has the uh, sentimental garbage podcast you know it's her show and mm-hmm. then she had her like bestie on that loves the show Love Sex in the City and they did those episodes together I really should know both of their names <laughs> one of them is Irish and one of them is is uh, from England okay. um and they're really very smart ladies it's too bad they took the concept, so we can't, like,
2: transition into a Sex and the City recap Yeah, rec- I actually podcast. was going to ask here, <laughs> asking a
3: straight man and a gay man, did you watch Sex and the City? Yeah, I watched. Yeah. yeah. What about you?
0: I, I feel remember like... watching it when it was on. Yeah, because it, it had was, sex, had sex in. in it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs>
2: when, when it was on, like, it was one of the only things on TV that you could see, like, boobies and stuff. Yeah, and dicks. <laughs> yeah, and, and dicks. Dick. Isn't
3: it famously like the first show that had a dick in it? What, something.
2: I don't think, no, I, the show never had a penis in it. It
3: did. You see Richard's penis. I don't remember that. Yeah, you had to pause it, but it was there. Yeah, because like the <laughs> movie the it, movie had like a full on He jumped on, in like, the pool naked.
2: In, in the movie they had like a full on like slow-mo shot of a penis. Yeah. Which like the show never had. And
3: also I think it was the first time a woman said cunt on TV. Yeah, that was yeah. true,
2: yeah. In America, yeah, in America.
3: Well, I can't believe that I just <laughs> said it in the podcast. Yeah, cunt, cunt, cunt. Um, all right, so,
2: uh, yeah, good, good recommendation. Garbage. I reckon you'd like it, Paul. garbage. Mm-hmm. Brendan. So,
0: my uh, recommendation is based on the villains of this movie, yeah. that they were in this relationship and they were cheesy and two dimensional, yeah. Um, and the movie I'm recommending is Hudson Hawk, which, oh, okay. I know some people think it's garbage and some people think it's genius.
3: I've never even heard of it.
0: You've never heard of Hudson Hawk? No. Uh Bruce Willis uh the 90s I think and it's in a it's it's a film where it's like you think it's a basic like action film and it just becomes more and more ludicrous. It's I I like people f- say that it's it's supposed to be straight but I swear <laughs> that this movie is all about like a wink to the camera saying, yeah, this is how dumb Bruce Willis films are. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so Richard E. Grant and uh, Sandra Bernard, is that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, are these like villain, these villains who like hammered up, eat every part of the scenery. And
3: they're in a relationship. Yeah. I feel like um, films really try to teach us that that's great fodder for sex.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're super like doing evil sexual with each yeah. other, yeah. and like, yeah, they're like they love each other, and they're just like over the top and excellent as super villains.
3: So it's Sandra Bernhardt and um Bruce Willis having sex.
0: No, Richard E. Grant. Oh. Uh, other other like I the love villains. Richard E. Grant. Yeah, so, he was
3: in Spice World.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's Bruce Willis and Annie McDowell at the like love interest yeah. leads, right? I love
1: Andy yeah, yeah.
3: McDowell. as Well, mm. good job.
0: But I, I, whenever I think of the film, I think of Richard E. Grant because there's some great lines in there. But anyway highly recommend it it's a fun comedy it's dumb and even if it's it's not
3: supposed to be a comedy
0: i it is it is (laughs) supposed to be yeah (laughs) anyway yeah that's my recommendation
2: i don't care about you or your father i don't care about any of this i just want my body back so just tell me where Fisk is and you'll never hear from me again
1: you want your body turn around
2: So, where are we ranking exchange among the films we've covered on the podcast?
3: I'm going to put it in between Ice Angel, a.k.a. On Thin Ice Skating for the Gold, and Like Father, Like Son. It was fun to watch, because it's just mind-blowing that these films exist, but it was bad. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to give it points.
0: So, as far as, like, your affection for bad films, you think... The list Scaly, is so I, weird Ice and Angel subjective. Angel Baby or whatever it's called is yes. <laughs> a funner bad film than this. Yes. Okay.
3: Um, or no, no, no. It's just a slightly better film in general.
0: Wait, I thought Ice Age. You put Ice Baby for the kids, baby. <laughs> on, to- on, top. on top, So you're saying it's a better film than this one? Yes. Okay. Like it's
3: not a good, it's not a better bad film. It's just like a better movie in general. Like if if we the, the if we had to make a bit list more about of oh, so bad it's good, the it, the list would be completely different. And I know Paul's going to probably put it really high up because he laughed <laughs> so much in the sex scenes. But I guess that's because <laughs> he's just not used to seeing naked women um <laughs> but yeah so it's pretty it's pretty low down for me it was so bad
2: yeah i'm putting it kind of halfway ish i am going to put it below the shaggy da and above chances are okay they um and chances are is just above selfless so I feel like it is around that kind of yeah, definitely. It's kind of Powder. like the 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 incompetently made version of selfless. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was wasn't it? Um, but yeah, so yeah, between Shaggy Shaggy D and chances are, so yeah, right down the middle. Um, I would recommend watching it overall. I think it was a fun watch.
3: Yes, I agree. But, still, but if you have to rank films that, that have, with like Tom Hanks in it and stuff, yeah. it just, it needs to be taught a lesson. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but, and I also very much appreciate films that actually try to do something a bit interesting. Rather than just giving us the same thing over and over again. Yeah, but when yeah. it's done
3: so badly, you just it deserves a slap on the wrist.
0: Well, I yeah, I feel the same way, but mine's going above selfless, because I would probably watch this again over selfless. No yeah.
3: hard disagree. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then uh underneath Tammy and the T-Rex. So there's my spot.
2: So, next episode. Uh hopefully we can do it again in person again. Mm-hmm. Uh so I have chosen the 1978 film starring Warren Beatty, Charles Grodin, and Julie Christie, Heaven Can Wait. Oh, wow. Where a Los Angeles Rams quarterback, accidentally taken away from his body by an over-anxious angel before he was meant to die, Returns to life in the body of a recently murdered millionaire.
3: They do not change these fucking movies. <laughs> so, so, I'm like, are you sure we haven't watched that?
2: So Down to Earth was a, a, an actual remake of, like an official sure. remake yeah. of this film. Yeah. Wait, and Ice Angel was, Ice Angel
0: was a ripoff.
2: <laughs> uh, Ice Angel was a ripoff. Down to Earth was an actual remake. Mm. So, Authorized, uh, sure. Yeah. So uh, let's see if Warren Beatty can uh, do better than Chris Rock.
0: Well, I'm looking forward to knowing who all these people are because I have no clue who any of those people.
2: Charles
3: Gordon is uh,
2: from uh, Heart and Souls, right? Yeah, the one that just died recently. Oh, and uh, Warren Beatty, you know, I very famous know actor, very, very, very famous. <laughs> Famously read out the wrong
3: name at the Oscars, right?
2: Yeah,
0: I, I'm still drawing. Oh, face blends.
3: He's from Bloody <laughs> Bonnie and Clyde, isn't
2: he? Yeah, and Dick Tracy, and still look shame. forward.
3: <laughs> Jesus. Do you know your wife's name?
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: well, um, it was very nice having you guys over again to record. Yeah. It was like old oh, yeah. times again. Um You kept my
3: blanket yeah. nice and clean <laughs> for me. <laughs> so
2: until next time, you're an actual piece of shit if you don't view us on iTunes. I don't know how more how clearer I could get about this. Like Have they, are
3: they still coming or
2: No, it, it's actually stalled for a bit. I'm very disappointed. And have
0: you written us a letter lately? Like, I know. could you call sometimes? Could could Would our
2: could our <laughs> listeners be any worse? Is what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, they're
3: so nice. I can't believe anyone listens to us either, <laughs> yeah, really, doing this. Yeah, So, uh,
2: so yes, yeah. review us on fucking iTunes. I'm just going to figure Mitsu. out.
3: I'm just going to figure out how to get the like clickbait people, not the clickbait. You know, the click farm. Yeah, we'll just to do it to write us reviews. I'm get yeah, it couldn't cost that much, right? I just want to do fucking face off. Yeah, yeah. and I was Lucy Thomas,
0: <laughs> and I was Brendan Levi. I'm not as angry as these guys. There, I'm just gonna end with some chill tunes. <laughs> <laughs> <Ba-da-ba-ba-ba-da>. <laughs> bye. Okay,
1: bye.